Hey folks, welcome to Hurricane West Virginia, home of the Hurricane 100K Trail Run and Relay, which just happened a few weeks ago and happening again September 7th, 2024 with a $10,000 prize purse on the line. On behalf of our events team of Ashley, Brandon, Hager, Stewart's, Robert, Vanessa, and Tara, my name's Matt Young, and we are here tonight with Team Rome and Run, the champions of the relay division not only just for the men, but also all relay with a smoking fast 749. We have Logan Kirby. Raise your hand there, Logan, coming at us today. We have Caleb Bowen, and we have Ryan Ramsby. I get to introduce each of them. We have the pleasure of talking to them, but also want to make sure that you know that all of this race and everything that we um, have to, including the prize money, is made possible by the city of Hurricane and Mayor Scott Edwards, our title sponsor, and also the DeMont Tri-County YMCA, our presenting sponsor, and a whole host of local businesses that love our trails and love our community. And so they put forth time and money and effort to make it all happen. And we're so thankful for all of them. So I'm going to do some introductions here. I'm going to start out with Logan. He's the young man of the group at 25 <laughs> years old, originally from Elizabeth, West Virginia, Work County High School, currently makes his home in Huntington. He's a civil engineer by day at the Army Corps of Engineers, and Logan ran four years of track, two years of cross-country in high school, and one year running at Marshall University for coach Caleb Bowen. <laughs> Logan's always been a runner, and it shows, man, he is fast. However, he's new to the trail running scene, and the Hurricane 100K was his first ever. Super impressive, and he recently ran the Run Wild 20-miler put on by Roman Run, finishing second. Logan has a bright trail running future ahead of him, Excited to see what he has. Ryan Ramsby, he is the old man of the group at a ripe old age of 33. Born in Salem, Indiana. Lived most of his life in Milton, West Virginia. He's the co-founder of Roman Run Company, which he admits feeds the heart and soul. And his real job is a senior director of marketing and e-commerce at State Electric Supply Company, which feeds his family. Ryan ran at Cabell Midland High School and is the state champion in the shuttle hurdles. State runner-up and school record holder in the long jump, but did not run in college. Picked it up again a little bit later in 2017 after running the Chicago Marathon. as his first marathon in honor of his dad. He got into the long-distance running scene, including trails, and has run local races such as Canal Trace, Frozen Sasquatch, Highland Sky 40 Mile, and Rim to River 100, as well as notable national races as Black Canyon 100K, the Lake Sonoma 50 Miler, JFK 50, and Old Cascadia 50 Miler in Oregon, which he notes as a standout memory, along with the last 20 miles of Rim to River 100 when he was paced by his wife, Rachel. This sport is so much about the people and the relationships, and that's just one of many examples. And last but not least, we have Caleb Bowen. Caleb, who is making a name for himself in this ultra-running world, not just in West Virginia, but nationally. Caleb is a Hurricane native, technically Culloden, but yeah. we claim him from Hurricane, where he graduated running for Hurricane High School, currently lives in Huntington, where he's the head cross-country coach at Marshall University. He ran for four years at Hurricane and qualified for the state meet and track in 2009 and 2011. Never qualified in cross country, but now that is his strength. So go figure. He ran four years at Marshall University, became team captain his senior year. Some incredible career highlights. Five-time Canal Trace 50K champion, two-times Highland Sky 40-mile champion, 
the Gorge Waterfowls 100K third place finisher, two-time Rim to River 100-mile champion, 2022 Canal Quarter 100-mile champion. He ran the fastest 100-mile time in 2022 in North America, the ninth fastest 100-mile time in U.S. history at that race. In 2022, he was the Hurricane 100K runner-up as a solo. In 2023, it was also the Hurricane Crush Run, Crush, Crush Run, excuse me, 10 miler champion, one of our races, and the 2022 CDR mile champ or 15 mile champion. He is now the grindstone by UTMB 100K runner up, which he punched a golden ticket. And as far as I can tell, Caleb, you were the first West Virginian ever to earn the coveted golden ticket, an automatic entry into the big dance, Western States 100 miler. Do you know of anybody else that's done that before? Like anybody from West Virginia? I don't think so. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, no, it's we were just totaled. Here. There are about 28 golden tickets given out each year, and that's it. And that's for men and for women. And Caleb has one of those. So super special. So we all have a rooting interest in Western states next year. We're hoping it's the year of West Virginia where a bunch of people that have some tickets and entries get to go out there and run along with you. Wouldn't that be fun? That'd be great. So Welcome, team. Roman, Ron, how are you guys? Doing good. Yeah, doing great. Good to be here. Thanks for having us. Oh, man, glad to do it. Logan, you doing well up there? Doing well. All right. So I've got some lightning round questions. And so, Logan, we're going to get you started off first, okay? I'm going to throw you a little bit of a softball. So I've got two questions for each of you. First one's pretty easy. The second one's going to kind of dig into you a little bit. So, Logan, <laughs> three words that describe your running are? Uh, three words. I would say my running is um, unscheduled. Uh, <laughs> usually, uh, usually, usually fun. Um and talkative talkative so normally these don't have follow-ups but i'm going to make sure so you you're 25 and how many kids do you have i have two so at ages uh four years old and two and a half so so very good explanation of why your runs are unscheduled right <laughs> yes that's perfect ex explanation all right, Ryan Ramsey, finish this sentence in 20 years. My running will. As it is today. As good as it is today? Love so, it, man. I, I can't say good. I'll say consistent. <laughs> well, your your running is very good, so we'll we'll give you that. All right, Caleb Bowen, if you could relive any one race that you've done in the past – which one would it be? Oh gosh, that's that's really tough. <sighs> you know, it was really special. Uh, I mean, all the races I've done are truly special in, in their own ways. Uh, oh man, I think. It's, it's, I have a tie, but I want to say both, but I want to explain my reasoning for both. So last year's Canal Corridor, you know, finishing, you know, running the way I did and, you know, ended up like 
out what I'll call out sprinting, you know, what ended up being second place uh in the last two miles. Like that was really cool and really special. But also I would say Bandera 100 k because I was able to you know run with my dad for the last four miles. You know, it wasn't like the picturesque race that you always would dream of, but it was actually like the probably the most uh impactful race I've done. So probably a tie if that makes sense. Yeah. And that was the Bandera was a tough day for you. you. So you have two, you have one that was, you know, you won the other one that you, I mean, you were, you struggled. I remember watching that race and watching you going at one, a session going, get going, Caleb, you got to go, Caleb, you got to go. Caleb. I read it was a comments. tough day for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's the reason why too. Cause like, it was, it was like, you know, Cal quarter was the highest of highs and then Bandera was the lowest of lows, but I learned so much from both of them. It actually probably learned more from Bandera than any other race I've ever done. And it, it just means so much more and it, going through that low and coming out on the other side. And that is something we all learn through this is that, you know, you, you learn through the pain, you learn through the heartache and those, those, and those um, lessons, they stick more than any other. So yeah, kudos to you for that. All right, Logan. What's your favorite song from your teen years that you still rock out to and nobody else is around? Oh, man. This is, uh, I wouldn't say rock out to. I, uh, I'm like a old country music type of guy. Um, and so it's kind of odd. I can remember, uh, I guess motivation from songs kind of comes from the story behind them for me instead of the like beat. So like yeah. I can remember in high school cross country meets like listening to George Jones uh, <laughs> songs um, leading up to him. Uh, so I guess I'm odd in that way, but I like um, probably he stopped loving her today by George Jones, which is it's kind of cheesy, but for some reason that song just hits with me. Well, I guess that if you gave me a hundred, you might you might. Hundred chances to guess, Logan. I would have never guessed that. <laughs> so, so I'll tell you, not not long ago, I was I was on. I was bringing. Uh, I took my daughter to a volleyball game. We had about an hour and forty five minute drive, and so I was playing some songs for her on the way back. And that was one of them. I said, "This is one. This is one of the all time greatest country songs, and you've got to listen to it." It's not one that you rock out to, though, Logan. So nope. I mean, <laughs> it's not. But, and I can't imagine getting fired up to that, but you know, to each his own. It's your, it's your answer, <laughs> but it, it's your answer. It's your world. We just live in it. Okay. So there you go. I'm with you though. When you said old school country, I was like, the guy's 25. What, what's he going to say? He's going to say somebody like new that I've never even heard of, but that's, that is old school. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So here we go, Ryan. What kind of old person things do you do? I guess this would qualify. So I just bought a farm about a year ago now. And one of my favorite things to do is to just get on the tractor and drive around the field and pretend I'm mowing. I don't know. I just love getting on that thing, looking busy, driving around. Just It's quiet. The hum of the motor. I don't know. It's just relaxing. I think that's, uh, I think that would qualify. 
we're we're gonna give you that, man. But that sounds like sounds pretty nice, and so I qualify as well. So I'm gonna say that that's a. That's I just a think I just, when I think about old, yeah, when I think about old people doing things, it's usually something kind of relaxing and stress free. You know, they've put the work in all their life, and now they can do whatever they want. So I try and channel that when I'm on the tractor. Yeah, dude, that's awesome. That's good. I can see it. I can feel it. So. Caleb, there's always a reference to Napoleon Dynamite and you and I, Napoleon Dynamite fans. So name your favorite scene from Napoleon Dynamite. And if you can't name one, you can name as many as you want. Okay. I mean, the whole thing is, is my favorite. Um, it, it has to be the dance, though, at the end. Like, it just brings the whole movie together. It shows off his his skill. It, it just... It, it's the best part. And, you know, whenever I was a senior in high school, I actually like memorized the whole dance and uh, performed it for our guy cheerleading during homecoming week. And it was awesome. It was a hit. And I think we, the seniors won that year because of that, you know, I'll, I'll put the, uh, the whole team on my back for that one. It had to have been, I mean, how else, how else could, I mean, how else yeah, could you exactly. explain that? Yeah. No, it's a hands down win automatic. Automatic. It's almost like a golden ticket to winning. The, exactly. The, uh, yeah. the championship. That's what I learned. Right. You got it. Good. So I learned. Um, so not not to get too deep into it, but you know they're doing like this 20th anniversary tour, and they came to the Clay Center. So my brother and I went to it, had an absolute fabulous time. And so one of the things that they did, we kind of talked about the movie, and that dance scene. They knew from the very beginning that that was going to be that that was going to be the, like the, the apex of the movie, that that was going to be the scene that they were going to build the rest of the movie around. And it blew my mind. And that was John Heater. That's what he did. He said he, in college, that he would get in the middle of a circle in the afternoons and he would dance that way. And that, that whole thing was improv too. The only thing that they, he knew he and Deb, who was like this hip hop dance instructor in the, you know, Deb from the movie. So they went the night before and they went over to Rex Quando's dojo and they, 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 all they knew was the first two eight counts of that dance, and the rest he made up. That was completely improv. So blew my mind. That that thing was so good. If you get a chance to ever go to that, whether it's another city or whatever, if you're a, a Napoleon fan, it was it was hands down. It was pretty awesome. So good man. Well, the dance scene certainly is is uh, got to be there for everybody. But so anybody's listening hasn't seen Napoleon Dynamite, go see it. Logan, have you seen it? I have, but I was probably 10 years old last time I watched it. So I don't remember much. So you're going to have to watch it again. Some people don't really like it the first time. And so it takes two or three times to appreciate it. I loved it from the very beginning. Um, <laughs> it's kind of a dumb movie. Shows you who you're dealing with here, too. So go go watch that again. Ryan, where do you fit in the Napoleon Dynamite world? Never forget when it came out and the first time I saw it and just the style of humor that it brought uh to light was pretty incredible and then i think another movie that kind of falls in that same genre would be the movie hot rod i don't know if you've seen the movie hot rod no but it's but a I very a friend that keeps telling me what style of dry humor just totally off the cuff uh entertainment so I would put those two in the same category and it's right in my alley. 
So I have had somebody tell me that I have got to see Hot Rod, that it would be it'd be perfect. So here's another thing. So we did. So th th this is our last champion interview. We did one with Team Triple Trouble, which is our all women's team. And if you haven't seen that one at the very end, they coaxed me into singing Kip's wedding song. And so I, I do sing that at the very end because I'm an impersonator. So I've got Kip and I've got Napoleon, all those down. But I sing Kip's wedding song. If you've never seen Kip's wedding song, you have to watch through the credits. And then it's after the credits. You can see it on YouTube. So something to look forward to. But Hot Rod is going to have to be on my list. So if I'm still late up tomorrow, maybe that's what I'll do. All right. You guys ready to talk about the race? Heck yeah. Well, let's do it. So, Caleb, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to call you, whether you like it or not, I'm going to call you the team captain. You had you had a free entry from from last year um, because of your second place. And so um asked you to come back. You ended up going to be running grindstone a couple weeks later. So decided to do the relay. How did you how did you get this dream team together? Talk about how you pull Team Roman run together. Well, you know, like you said, uh, I was actually signed up for the 100K, you know, from the probably the moment we finished, you know, I was all about coming back next year, which is this year. And, yeah, I, I had plans of doing the whole 100K, was really excited for it. I definitely wanted the, the two grand because that's awesome. And, you know, I didn't want to lose to Dan or Alex again. So, you know, all, you know, spring and all summer, I kind of like was building towards that goal. And then whenever UTMB uh, kind of created or bought out Grindstone and, you know, called it a golden ticket race, everything else, I really struggled with the decision uh, just because you have a hometown race, you know, where I literally grew up in Hurricane, went to Hurricane High School, and, like, this is my hometown race. But also, like, how many opportunities do you have to run a golden ticket race on the East Coast? Um you know, we, all of them have been out West, you know, Texas has been like the closest one. So I just felt like we had to take an opportunity or, you know, take advantage of that opportunity. And so that's what ended up happening. And I was very thankful that you were able to allow me to run a relay because yeah, I still want to be a part of it. The uh, culture that we have growing in our area for trail running is just awesome. So I still wanted to be a part of it. And yeah, I was even like open to volunteering, although I know you guys have way too many volunteers at this point. But, uh, you know, end up be, like really wanting to do the relay. So I was just asking around and I was trying to get my dad to join a team with me because I thought that'd be really fun. But he was already on a team. He was actually on one of the first teams that signed up. So, yeah, he was. Yeah, I started looking elsewhere and, you know, kept talking to, to Ryan and, you know, he agreed, especially after Leadville, like he was trying to find some time at race to get back into the swing of things before doing grindstone. And then, you know, I, I've been running with Logan all summer, uh, just sporadically. And I remember asking like, if he would be open to it and he definitely is interested. Now we didn't pull the team together until kind of like last minute. Uh, but we finally got everybody together and agreed and everything and ended up creating a pretty awesome team. Definitely an awesome team. You know, you, you mentioned it to me the first time we were actually at Highlands and you said, you know, may not may not be running. I was like, dude, I just want you to be there. You know, I uh, just want you to be there. So I'm glad it worked out to the relay. And and we're going to talk about you running the solo, running the relay and the experience between experience between the two, because, you know, what's interesting is we had 14 teams last year in the relay. And we only had 10 this year. And I thought that that would grow 
way more. And I think people are just missing how much fun the relay day is, how much fun it is just to be there, to run, to hang out, to cheer, to, you know, just kind of enjoy and then go run again rather than grinding it out all day. Nothing against 100K, but that's part of what we're going to try to convince people of here today is that 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 hundred that relay is a fun way to spend the day. So, so Ryan, if you had to describe the day, the race and your experience, man, how would you describe the Hurricane 100K? I think you nailed it on the fact of the relay just being a great opportunity. You know, so often this sport is um, a very personal endeavor. It's very singular. So any chance you get to team up with some guys and, and let it rip together, I think that's pretty special. So I was really looking forward to that. And it kind of takes the stress out of it a little bit. You know, running a solo 100K is a, a lot of work and it's pretty painful. Um, you know, but getting to go out and, and have just as much fun or even more fun, definitely more fun, uh, with two other guys was pretty special. So thanks for giving us, you know, that opportunity. And, you know, when we were trying to figure out how we wanted to set the team up and how we wanted to run the legs, you know, we had gone back and forth on should we run 20 at a time? Um, should we go 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10? And we ended up settling on the, you know, 10 miles at a time. And I'm so thankful that we did because it gave us a chance to hang out in the pit or the bowl uh, and just be a part of the race from every aspect. You know, we got to hang out with the volunteers. We got to cheer on the 100K runners that were coming through. Um, you know, obviously, Dan and Alex are best friends of ours, and we train together, and, and uh, it was just fun to be able to root them on and kind of crew them at the same time that we were doing our own race. So, I don't know. It was just the perfect day. I didn't know what to expect going into it. I unfortunately had to miss year one. Um, I'm not sure where I was or what was going on, but I wasn't there. But I can tell you, Matt, after being there this year, I am marking that date on my calendar for the next as many years as I can because I want to be there. I want to be a part of it. And uh, what you have going on is is pretty special. So thank you. Oh, man, that's awesome. It's good to hear. Well, we'd love to, love to have you back. You know, one of our goals is always that, you know, we want to be a runner's race for sure, that runners are dying to come back to. And in the town of Hurricane and the race of Hurricane are just synonymous. You know, you, you mentioned Leadville. It's kind of, kind of that same idea, you know, it's the town and the race are synonymous, but also the families want to come back too. And I know that, you know, both of your families were there. And I think that was, was pretty incredible, you know, to watch watch as well and then knowing that you know that you had that day and that it's so much fun to run to be with people and hang out because as we said earlier you know this sport especially i mean it's about it, it it's a solo endeavor but it is really about the people and that really what keeps you attracted to it and makes it all so much fun add on to that you know so often my wife and my kids are running around back roads in the mountains, chasing me down, you know, trying to get to aid stations and be there for me and support me. And they go through a lot. And this felt like a day where they got to enjoy it as well. You know, the way you had it set up, we had, you had an ice cream truck. My kids ate like four ice cream cones a piece. You had <laughs> yeah. pizza, you had donuts. I mean, it was just a really good family atmosphere. And it was one of the few times I got to race and not really feel that guilty about it. And, and that was just another stress relief of 
they're having fun too. They're okay. And I'm going to see them here within the next 10 miles and hang out for a while. So uh, that was pretty cool. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Sometimes you kind of get that question from some of the kids. Like, I don't know. I mean, I just, somebody said, Hey, can I have another ice cream? I said, I ain't your mama. You have as much ice cream as you want. It's all you can eat here. It's whatever you want. Same for pizza. Same for that aid station. Same for the gummy bears. We ended up like we ran out of a lot of food. Um, thankfully, we have stuff nearby because we were finding that the kids were eating off our aid station tables. <laughs> and I told our volunteers before they before we started, I said, here's I want you to do two things. Number one, I want you to smile as much as possible. All right. And number two, I want you to say yes as much as possible. So if the kids are asking for gummy bears and Oreos, give them to them. We'll go buy more. And so we ended up running out of stuff. It wasn't lack of planning. We just, you know, we weren't expecting as much of that. So that was that was pretty cool. So Logan. Man, um, so your first trail race, you kind of got duped into doing it. These guys telling you how much fun it is. <laughs> so what were your thoughts coming into it after never, you know, never really done a trail race? Of course, you ran cross country, but this is this is a little bit different. And then how do you what do you think afterwards? How the two match up? So I guess going into it, I was pretty nervous uh, just for two reasons. I had never ran on the Meeks trails before um, and I'd also, you know, I didn't know what I was capable of and didn't want to let you, either of these guys down. Um, you know, they're both pretty speedy. So I, uh, I ended up running on, uh, the Monday before the race, it got back from a long weekend of camping and ended up doing a night run on the trails. You guys had already marked them. And I was mostly just worried about getting lost at, you know, at that point I didn't want to get lost and derail our whole race. Um, but you know, even the night run on Monday, I was able to like, perfectly follow the course it was so well marked um and so that that led up some of my nerves and then you know going into it um you know morning of i was mostly just excited um once we got the first leg you know through it was just i don't know kind of piggybacking on what everybody else everyone else has said it was just fun like we had a ton of fun my family was there um and and that was basically my takeaway of it was just the the strong knit community um, they came together to make it happen. Um, you know, not only just getting to hang, getting to hang out with these guys, um, but my family and then a bunch of people that, you know, I hadn't got to see in a while. And it was fun watching Alex and Dan and getting to read them on. Um, and so, you know, my takeaway was that I'll definitely, I'm definitely going to be back in some capacity in the future. So I'm super excited, uh, for the opportunity. Well, I'll, I'll go ahead and tell you, I mean, normally save this for the end, but but especially since you guys are the overall champions of the relay, I mean, you all get free entries to next year. And so, you know, it makes perfect sense that you you come back and you and you do it again. But, you know, that entry yeah. will be for either the relay or for the solo, whatever you want to do. We won't, you know, you can you can pick whichever one you want. So I hope that you come back. I hope that you come back too. So was it, um, was it easier than you expected? Was it harder than you, than you expected? I mean, you know, you've done some hard stuff before. The, uh, the second lap was harder than I expected. Um, you know, I'm new to this whole trail running and, you know, basically distance running thing. Um, and so I didn't know quite how to fuel in between laps. There's that kind of that awkward gap, um, you know, between legs. And so I didn't really eat anything just in fear that if I did eat something, you know, maybe it wouldn't set well. Um, so second lap was harder than I expected, but, um, you know, that's just largely from just where, you know, I'm kind of getting back into the swing of training and, um, 
kind of learning as I go. So, so talk about, talk about how you determine the order and the splits. I know you, you had some debate about, you know, doing them together or splitting them up, but then also the order. Caleb, you want to talk about, um, you know, kind of how you determined, I mean, you went first, you were the first leg and ran in the dark. So how did you draw that straw? That's a good question. Uh, to be honest, I wasn't really sure um, what to do. We, we had a group text and we were kind of hashing out like different uh, ways of doing it. And I really don't know why I chose to be first. Um, part of me wanted just to run with Dan and Alex, which is really selfish because I just was, you know, they're, they're good, really good friends of mine. And <laughs> I, was, I was, so I took that opportunity. Um, the funny thing is, so Logan had the fastest split of our first round. And I don't think if you would have asked him beforehand, he would have definitely told you that was never going to happen. I actually had the slowest leg that first one. Um, so it's just kind of cool. Um, and it wasn't like I ran slow by any means. It's just everybody, you know, Logan and Ryan just really took took it out hard and really pounded it in. Um, so I don't really know why we chose that, but it just felt natural. Um, so I, I took the first leg and it was in the dark. Basically for the first six, seven miles, I just ran with Dan and Alex. And at some point I was like, I really should probably start pushing because I really don't want to come in with them. And so I just, I took off. I, I, I like told him or asked him if I could get by and then, you know, try to hammer the last three miles. And so came in, you know, a couple of minutes ahead of them and then, you know, switched off with, uh, I think I switched off with Ryan. Yeah. He was second leg. And then Logan was our closer. So I think we chose that. Like I, I was really excited to see uh, Logan close especially on the second round just because he is new but also i know what he has in the tank because what you know being his coach for a year you know i know what kind of uh racer he is i knew if like we were ever in a you know a situation where we, we need somebody with a really you know really good last leg i wanted to be logan so i don't know i was just it wasn't really like planned out super well but i just think it, it worked out Man, well, it certainly did. I mean, you all can probably see I'm sharing my screen. And so here are your splits. And so it's you got the 118. And so this is your first this is your first loop right here, Caleb. And a 118, which was, you know, which is a, a fast time. But, you know, it's funny as last year when on which I considered this, I've you know, said it a bunch of times in having these conversations. We called this the flow course because it's considered it to be faster and flowier. It didn't end up that way overall. Um, the 100K solo times were a little bit slower than last year. Not much, but they were still a little bit slower. But your first loop at 118, but Dan and Alex came in just under 120 and a 119. And so their first loop, and last year, your all's first loop was like 128. So yeah. that, that first loop, you all were absolutely moving. And you did that 118 in the dark. But then look look at this. I mean, I want, I want to kind of both all of you to talk about this. But then you turned around on your second loop and lay down a 110. Absolutely smoked that second loop. And that's, of course, the fastest of the day. So, you know, you went 118, 117, 116. It looks like you guys were just trying to one-up each other right there, too. So, Ryan, <laughs> you'd, you'd been out to check out the course. Granted, you ran it backwards one time, but you did run it frontwards the other time. How comfortable were you with that? And, and, and did you expect to run that 117? When we had the conversations, man, 
that wasn't part of your you were thinking mid 120s i think as you mentioned i did go out i accidentally ran the course backwards and then followed up the next day and, and ran it the correct way and on tired legs on day two i ran a, a low 120 ish time not really pushing too hard so when caleb came through on lap one at 118 i my ego kind of took over. I'm not going to lie. And I was like, <laughs> wow, you know, I would love to just kind of prove my worth on this team and come in a little bit quicker than Caleb. I was like, I know it was in the dark, but we don't need to talk about all that. You know, <laughs> we're, we're forever going to be able to see that I ran lap one of our hurricane relay team faster than Caleb Bowen. So uh-huh. that's kind of what happened there. I felt really <laughs> comfortable um, on the course. I knew that the first, once you got past mile four, I knew you could kind of turn it on at that point and, and let it rip. And um, that was really what I did. I probably went out a little aggressive. Um, but again, I knew once I hit mile four that the last six were were very, very runnable and uh, could, could come in in a pretty good pace. Um, to Logan's point, uh, lap two for me, uh, the tides turned a little bit. I definitely got caught up in just, the, you know, talking with everybody, not taking care of myself. I didn't really do anything to recover in that, uh, you know, two and a half hour period. Um, so lap two for me, you know, kind of went south, but we, we had a pretty sizable lead. So there wasn't a, a ton of stress. And I knew that I had, you know, something else coming up in a couple of weeks. So there was no reason to really go too deep into the well, but um yeah, I was I was happy with the 117. It it put me under Caleb, and little did I know that Logan was going to blow that out of the water. Yeah. Uh, so, so you, shortly you after. go you go 117 and 121. So you only gave up four minutes there. But then, so it, it goes Logan back to takes, what I said when you asked me, you know, what my running in 20 years consistency. I want to hang on the fact that I was the most consistent on the day. And I'm proud of that because I'm running with some studs here. I'm the old guy, which you very happily announced to the world. Uh, but <laughs> I was the most consistent. So I'll take that as a win for the old guys. I mean, listen, if you, if you, by consistent, you mean only four minutes difference, even though Caleb cut eight minutes off of his, but whatever, <laughs> we'll, we'll, but he's, but he's the golden ticket winner. You expect that from him, right? So we'll, we'll give him, we'll give him that. So level for sure. Yeah. So, and then we have, and then we have Logan in his first trail race and he says, Caleb did 118 and Ryan did 117. Certainly. I can take a minute <laughs> off of that. So is that what you were thinking, Logan? How in the world did you pull that 116, man? You know, I, from talking with Ryan and then um, just my run the Monday before, I knew if I got through the first four miles, you know, around a 730 pace that I, I can maintain it for the last six. Um, I think around mile 2.75, maybe 2.75 to like mile four is kind of a climb. So once I got to that point, I just kind of knew like, all right, I think I can, I think I can maintain this. And so I just, you know, had really had no idea what I could do. So, you know, by the time I got to the finish line, it was, I was, I mean, I was happy to see it was 116, but like I said, I have some regrets on my second, my second split. Yeah. That 124 man is still, is still moving. And, um, you know, for your first trail race to, to give up eight minutes on that. I mean, there's absolutely no shame in that. That is still a, that's one of the, the faster times of the day. So, 
Caleb, were you expecting a 110? Go ahead, Ryan. That day, and it was very humid. And um, I think that's something to note. You know, uh, Logan did have to run a little bit later than the rest of us. So he he did well with what he had to work with. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it got warmer that day. And, um, you know, it's sitting, sitting around. You had two of the you had two of the warmer laps. You know, the earlier you went, the cooler it was. So, you know, I, I think when you when you pull together a 240 for the 20 miles and you think about what you did the other day at, at Run Wild, man, I, I think that's a great performance. And we'll talk a little bit about that. Run Wild and those Barbersville trails, that was that that's not an easy 20 miler either. But I don't think our our trails are either. But Caleb, were you expecting to cut eight minutes off of your first lap into your second one? So in our group text, we, we were kind of giving ourselves predictions. And I remember Rambo definitely was expecting me to run faster. I think it was like in the 60s, like 68, something, I don't know. So like, yeah, the pressure was on when I saw that I was sandbagging it, you know, <laughs> wrinkly. Um, so yeah, I wanted to run around 70. Um, yeah, I'd run the Hurricane Crush Run, uh, you know, back in February, I think, January, February. Mm-hmm. February and I, I ran a little bit faster you know, so I, the goal was around 110 uh because I knew it was gonna be hot humid it's the second 10 miles of the day so it's gonna be harder to try to break that time but th- that was the goal um you know it's funny because the course is very very runnable and you you mentioned it earlier where you know you call it the flow it's easier to run but it still has the elevation gain on it so nice. I think that's a huge reason why all the times for the 100K were slower this year is because everybody got really excited because it's so easy to run, but you do it time and time and time after again, you get tired because you went out too fast. And then all of a sudden it gets harder and harder and harder. And we felt that, you know, in a second lap, um, the hills just didn't feel as easy as they did on the first loop. Um, I think everybody kind of agreed with that. So my main goal was just the push. And not really, you know, think about the time too much, just to push hard, try to get my legs rolling as fast as possible. Cause this is the last tune up before grindstone. And I think I accomplished that pretty well. Um, I think I did fuel pretty well during the uh in-between session, you know, while Rambo and uh Logan are running. It, it was weird because I didn't know exactly wh- what to fuel with. You know, was should I eat? Should I just take gels? Should I take some type of like you know, granola bar or some type of solid out. So I just mixed around with a few different things, but I also wasn't too worried because, you know, 10 miles with GI distress isn't the worst thing in the world, you know, definitely <laughs> not longer with, with worse. So, and it's, it's in the woods, so you can always peel off at any point. And, <laughs> but, uh, no, it felt good, but I did notice that I was definitely fatigued and a little bit more than I thought I would be. Um, but that's good. And, you know, you need to have those, uh, those scary feelings, you know, leading up to your big race. And, uh, we definitely had that in that second loop. So it was fun. Logan, these guys give you an advice before you came into this race. Mm, you know, just the, just that the last six miles were very, uh, runnable. I think that's probably about it. Um, there wasn't a whole lot of strategy beyond that. So I just go see what we had and have fun with it. Yeah. And so, Caleb, I'm going to I'm going to kind of come back to um, and we're going to look at some pictures next. But you ran the 100K last year and you ran the relay this year. 
your dad also ran the 100K solo last year and ran the relay this year. Just talk about the difference in the days for you, you know, the um, kind of comparing the, you know, the the feel of both of those. And we know that this is the kind of kind of fun for it. But, you know, if you had to had to break it down, I mean, do you do you have a preference? I mean, what are the, what are the good attributes of both of those as, as far as you see it now that you can compare the two? Yeah, so they both have like some really awesome attributes. Uh, obviously, the 100K solo is the it's the premiere of it. You know, that's what everybody comes to watch. That is the fun, you know, if I was a spectator, I'd want to watch and follow that race. Um, you know, not, I had extreme FOMO, like not running the hundred K, especially watching Dan and Alex come in. I was helping crew both of them, you know, watching JR Loyster come through, you know, crewing him as well, trying to provide anything I could for him. Uh, yeah, I just felt like I should be out there and that I was not, doing what I should be like I sh- I picked the wrong one is what, what I felt during it but I think like the like I was able to experience the race in a different way by doing the relay you know it's still able to run but like you get to watch the the other race unfold and it's just more of a community type feel whenever you're not in the thick of it and that's something I don't really get to experience as much you know like last year at Rim to River I got to experience that crewing Dan and helping him out you know, you get to see everybody run. I got to see you run, actually, and that was really fun. Um, I got to see my dad. I got to crew him. I got to give him all the stuff that I need that he needed. So I love the community part of it for the relay. But like, man, I would have loved to have been running the race. I mean, nothing against Dan and Alex, but I think I would have had a good day. And uh, <laughs> you know, if I, I hopefully get to run against them soon, because like I think it, we like to beat each other into the into the mud, and I, that's just our our friendship, our nature, and now we're teammates. So like it's all fun, you know, and and good fun with a Roman run, just trying to make each other better. But uh, you always bet on myself, you know, against them. They'll beat me every now and then. I'll beat them every now and then. It's fun. So. Well, so so you're doing you're due next year then. Alex has a win, Dan has a win. Exactly. Hey, well, <laughs> I'm win. the one that doesn't but, but I but I, I told us, you know, we did the champions interview with Dan and it was a lot of fun. And but I said, you know, look, I I love you guys. I I I could care less. I want you all to win, but only one's gonna win. But also, you know, the goal is that we don't just have you three racing here. We wanna have, I mean, I, I want 10 or 15 deep eventually and you all are just all pushing each other to the very best that you can do i'm still going to hope that our west virginia boys come out winners but we want to bring some people in they're going to push and make this a truly competitive event not just for you all but for the women we did we had that on the women's side but we we want that from top to bottom for the men and the women both and so we're going to keep trying to get the word of about the 100k and the prize money and get people here to run and and make you all run your absolute very best and and earn the money that you get, make it a lot of fun to watch too. So, oh yeah, it's fun times. We're, we're not going to let anybody win this thing. Like if we come to show up and race, like they're a, a non West Virginians going to have a rough time. I'll just tell you that. <laughs> I, I I would expect that, you know, defend your home dirt, man. That's the way, that's the way that it should be. So let's look at, let's look at some pictures here too, you know, and, and so we've, I'm going to share my screen. It's just a few from the day. And I kind of, I mean, I love, I love this, I love this little handoff that we have here too. And, and the anticipation that comes with that, but 
you know, it's funny here. I mean, I don't think that there was even an exchange. Do you all remember what this was like when you were going through it? So I didn't realize that you could just like hold that uh, ankle, you know, the uh, timing chip. I wish I would have known because we wouldn't have had this awkward exchange for that first one. Um, yeah, because the rest of the day we just held it and just handed it off to each other and it worked out fine. Yeah. I noticed that in the second handoff between Caleb and Ryan that Ryan just took it in his hand and, and left. And it was like, it's not like you needed to save the time, but it certainly was, you know, it was a little bit easier doing that. Fit perfectly around my bicep. Um, so I just kind of strapped it around my bicep, which is the size of most people's ankle anyway. So, <laughs> um, so it fit perfect. And then it was just easier access. So we could save those milliseconds that were unnecessary, but made me feel better about it. Yeah, that that was a nice little it's a nice little transition spot too. And I I tell you, I I love this picture. I'm still trying to figure out. So I'm gonna do a caption this. If we got Holly Ann trying to school you two in something, or at least Logan here. Logan, what was going on in this picture? Man, you know, I've seen this picture since the race, and I cannot for the life of me figure out what we were talking about. But uh Caleb looks <laughs> to be, be kind of in his own little world uh <laughs> of his own, but yeah, I, I'm not sure. Yeah, it was um I kind of came into that and I was like, I don't know, Holly Ann's showing him showing Logan something on his phone, but he's like in his mid twenties. He should know everything about that phone. That's the way that works. That's that's an old man <laughs> thing to do, Ryan, when you've got to have somebody else show you some features on your phone, right? <laughs> you can relate to that, Matt. So that's yeah, no, you have to be looking at sure. pictures or something, right? I'm guessing it's a picture or video yeah. of Caleb and Ryan's handoff. Probably um, yeah. not. <laughs> it's probably what she's doing. She's probably telling you, you fools, you don't need to like wrap it around your ankle, put it around your bicep and make it <laughs> make it make it go. Holly Ann's man, she's you know, she's still got that edge. She was there and you could tell that she was missing being there and running too. And can't wait to have her back. And if you if you don't know Holly Ann Swan, she's you know, she is our, she's a local legend and uh, the female champion from last year ran a, a super fast 930 in the inaugural 100K and won it by a landslide. And um, when she's at her, at her top, you know, she's, she's going to be hard to beat in this race. So can't wait to get her back to run too. So then we just have this and this is Rambo. This is you, man. This is taking off. I think this is on your second loop and, uh, just ready, that intense look, man, ready to roll. That lasted about all of one and a half miles, and then that lactic acid buildup hit, and um, it turned into a uh, pretty solid grind for the entire second loop. But as ultra runners, that's what we do. We grind. We we know how to dig deep and gear down just enough to where we can uh, kind of hold a sustainable pace and, and get the job done. So. Yeah, the emotions were high here. Uh, I was just feeling really good. You know, again, Caleb finally did what we brought him on the team to do. And uh, <laughs> again, I wanted to, you know, hold my own weight and, uh, and and get the job done so that Logan could could coast it in. So, yeah, that was a that was a fun moment. Yeah, man. Well, he ran he ran that second one, and that that is the truth. It doesn't matter. You know, when you're racing, if you're doing if you're doing 10 miles, you're doing 100 miles. You know, it's 
it, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt in a different way. It's either a, it's either an acute pain for a short period of time, or it's a dull pain for a long period of time, but it doesn't matter. There's going to be, there's going to be some pain in that. And that's, and that's especially if you're going to run hard and fast and try and win some things. You all should know that. I don't really. This is after Ke- Caleb's, uh, your second loop, dude. You were pretty spent. You gave me a look there. And I was trying to ask you something. In fact, I think I have a little video, but I don't, I'm not going to share that. But how are you feeling after that second one? You laid it all out there. I was pretty tired. I'm not going to lie. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't like that picture. I wish you would delete that. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> We'll move, we'll move on because <laughs> this is this is the actual video part of it too um I'm, i i can appreciate that too so this is i think of of you all in the transition just to kind of show i think it's going to play here in just a second kind of show this as you were moving in man didn't mean to be slow-mo it's just a little bit of lag in our in the uh got a lot of data flowing here too but this is just going to show you when you did the finally did the handoff here, and this is maybe for teams in the future. Don't necessarily have to have it down around the ankle. You can put that anywhere you want and move on with it, but that's not going to play. So we'll just move on to the next one too. It's just afterwards and Logan saying, look, I got one more loop to do, man. What advice do you have for me here? But he looks fresh as a daisy, doesn't he? <laughs> You know, at this point, Logan did ask, you know, what, what what should I do on that second loop? And I'm pretty sure I told him, you know, just try to smoke a cigarette and just <laughs> run as hard as you can. You know, that's all you can do. So <laughs> hopefully he took that advice. Smoke a cigarette, warm up the lungs and go. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> Tree and just get the heart pumping and uh, yeah, <laughs> let her rip, buddy. You got a little nicotine stimulus going on when you get that. So I love this picture too. This is this is you and your dad here, you know, kind of sharing sharing the day. And I think he was. I'm not sure if he was getting ready to. You got in, and and uh, he he had just finished and getting ready to hand it off. I'm not sure where his teammate was, but they weren't ready for him, were they? That's right. So he actually busted it on that first lap, and his teammate wasn't ready. He didn't expect him for another probably 10, 15 minutes. But you know, dad, whatever. Whenever you give him a goal or like you set the bar, he definitely tries to obliterate the bar. So he came in pretty quick and he he sees Don across the field. Like he, he you can just tell in the look in his face, he's like, Oh, there he is. And <laughs> Don was like trying to run up and try to put his vest on, put everything on. It was it was funny. Now I don't know what I'm doing in there. So you could probably cut me out of this picture as well. It'd be great. Uh it, it's just too heavy together. And I, you know, I just think it's, you know, the the father son. I, I love it having both of you at this event. You know, we did the the pre-race interviews with both of you last year and, and I've seen you, you know, Rim to River and your dad Charlie is man, he's just he's such a stud runner. He's been doing it for a long time and in his mid-50s and and still getting it done faster than anybody expected him to. So he surprised his team. Although you got to be ready for Charlie to lay something fast down, you know? And so his, his team, Don should be ready. I, you know, since we, since we're on this picture, you know, we had these, we had these luxury restroom trailers for the race. And that was a combination of both needing a, a place to go to the bathroom, but also a place for, you know, people to change and be comfortable, not just like an old stinky porta pot. And, and so um, I was talking to mention his, his teammate, Don Peel, and Don referred to him as the gourmet bathrooms. It's still one of my, my favorite quotes of the day. And I just had to say, Don, you know, you're not supposed to be eating stuff out of there. So leave the gourmet <laughs> part. <out. laughs> leave the gourmet part out of it. 
but they had a they had a good old a good old team team uh, metronome for that so they did a good job rambo awesome picture yeah. of you man just posted this today on my instagram i forgot that i had downloaded this after the race and um yeah so i, I love this shot that's coming up a uh, I think it's called the goat path or something like that. Cause I remember climbing this, it might be right around mile four. And I remember seeing the photographer and I just said, man, this climb sucks. And, and just kept <laughs> running by, but he was like, yep, that's what we're out here to do. And, um, but yeah, I just made a post on my Instagram kind of hyping the race. And I use this photo. I think it just kind of captures the race. Well, you know, I mean, the, the trails are, are pretty buff for East coast trails. I mean, they're fast. They allow you to run. There's some technicality to it, but there's, you know, they're clean. You know, you can, it's out there in front of you and whatever you got that day, it's not going to be hampered by roots and rocks and, you know, just poor trail conditions. I mean, you guys have done a incredible job out there and it's, it really is a lot of fun. If I could just figure out my way around the, the park, it would help. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's a fun time. So I like that picture. It's a good one. It kind of captures the day. Got a big smile on my face, having fun, yeah. hurting a little bit. So yeah, very cool. It's well, a- so this is one. So most of the pictures you've looked at so far are, are from my camera. This is from Emily Cameron and she's an adventure photographer that we brought in. And so she took pictures on the day and then, um, you know, we just made all of those available to you all for free to download and, What's going to be really cool too is she's done she's done a um, a highlight video for us too, and we asked her to come in not only to take pictures but to help tell the story of the trails and of the race. And so I've seen a preview of that. It's about eight and a half minutes long, and and you all are going to love it. But this is Emily Cameron. So anybody out there listening needs a photographer for a race that you know, gets it and captures what's going on. She did such a good job. You all have seen all those photos, man. She did such a good job of capturing all that. This is coming up wheel Billy. And so, you know, the first 2.75 miles, you basically, it's just a steady climb to the aid station. And then you drop down Adam bomb and it's a fun, fun downhill and then climb up out of wheel Billy and wheel Billy. It is a climb, but it it's entirely runnable. I mean, if, if you want to run that whole thing, which I'm sure each of you three did, it's entirely runnable, but it's going to hurt you too. And so when you're coming up out of there, and that's really the only big climb that you have, when you get to the top of it, you're about mile four, and then four and a half, and then you just roll. And from mile seven in, that's the best part. You're on Lyle's mile, and then the red, white, and the last mile is all downhill and moving. And so those last, you know, three miles, we just want you to feel good running them so that you kind of forget how painful the first seven might have been. It was intended that way. So great picture of you, man. Right, let's take this. Let's take a chance here too. I want to talk about talk about Roman Ron a little bit because you know, tell us tell us about the company, but then also Roman Ron, you've got you've got a team and you sponsor athletes. So Ron is co-founder of that. Just give us give us a little bit about Roman Ron. It was founded in 2017 by myself and three other guys, um, all three who ran for Marshall, all three who are incredible trail runners today. Um, and really, we just wanted to create a post-trail focused running apparel brand, something that kind of allows you to say, hey, I'm a trail runner when you're not on the trail. You know, we all have race tees and stuff like that, but we wanted to take it a little further and give you something you know, kind of classic to wear and fun to wear 
uh, you know, to dinner or out to get a beer and, and just let people know all the hard work we put in, you know, as trail and ultra runners. And then as we've grown since 2017, you know, uh, our goal from day one was to really just unite the community of, of, of trail running and nomads. You know, we're all like-minded. We're all out there putting the work in. You can't, you can't fake this sport. You either put the work in or you don't and you get exposed pretty quick. But from day one, we wanted to be able to support a team um, of, of younger athletes and, and just kind of help them get in, you know, eliminate the monetary burden of traveling to race and, and help them get put on the stage. So we launched the Roman Run Elite Team in 20, maybe late 2021. And we started with uh, Dan Green and Alex Miner. And we signed them to a one-year contract at that point and just wanted – to let them know, Hey, you, we believe in you. We're going to support you. We're here for you. Let's build a race calendar that gives you the opportunity to go out and show your skills, you know, West of the Mississippi. And Caleb and I, I talk about this all the time that really, unless you're West of the Mississippi, you get overlooked. And that's really a shame. Um, the chance. So really we got Dan, you know, out into black Canyon, we got Alex out into, um, um, Gorge Waterfalls, hundred K, um, you know, and then, uh, we signed Caleb as well and we brought him on board. So, you know, again, we're not dictating these guys race schedules. We're not paying their rent We're it's just a, a stepping stone for them to hopefully be able to showcase what they've got. You know, we want them to be able to race stress-free and, and that's what we're here for. And that's really, four out of Roman run is that we're able to help build this community, build a team and, and help elevate these guys um, to show their talents because they really are elite athletes that can run with anybody in the world. And um, yeah, that's, that's what we're trying to do. It's awesome, man. Incredible story. And you know, and the thing is, it just goes again. I think it's, I think there's two things here. Number one is that, um, this sport more than any I know and have seen is a community of like-minded, like-hearted, cooperative people that are, you know, just in it for each other, loving each other, you know, and, and making things happen. But I also think that that's, I think that's what we have going on here in West Virginia and specifically in our region. I can't answer for everybody else, but between Hurricane and Huntington, you know, what you see from the people, and it sounds cliched, but if if you think it is, come and check it out. I mean, everybody that came to the race, you know, we did a survey. They just talked about how wonderful, how wonderful, supportive the people were and the volunteers were. And it's, and it's because, you know, you talk about those trails, man. We have 30 miles of hand-built trails. It was all done by volunteers that did not get a darn thing other than the satisfaction of, spending time with each other and building trails for their community and seeing the benefits that come from that. And then also when it came time for volunteers, same people that built this, these trails were the same people that were volunteering because they're like, this is our home. This is our backyard. We want people to feel, and I say it over and over again, we want them to feel welcomed, appreciated and loved. And then for you all to build, build a company to do it, to feed the heart and soul 
And then to help young runners go and achieve dreams, it's the kind of stuff dreams are made of. It's incredible. So how do people, you know, how do they, how do they find your stuff? Salad on at romanrun.com. Uh, that's the, that's the site. That's the shop. Find all our products there. Uh, you can find us in some, uh, local run specialty shops as well. So, you know, like Robert's running in Huntington and Charleston, you can find us there. And then on Instagram, you can follow us at Roman run. And then, you know, outside of the team, we, we do some other things as well. So now we have two races that we put on. Uh, we have the run wild 20 miler, which just happened this past weekend, super fun, 20 miler, uh, pretty tough. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a quality trail race. And then we have the uh, Ridge to river four and 10 miler, which has been, this will be the 15th year of that race. And we were lucky enough to acquire that last year. And uh, it's just one of those races that's been in the community. It's been a staple and we didn't want to let it die. So when we got the opportunity to take it over, uh, we, we jumped on that. And not that we're trying to turn it into anything it wasn't, but we're trying to elevate it and, and just keep it alive. And, you know, Matt, you talked about it, but this community that we have is it, really special. And I think it's due to the systems that we have out our back doors. So, you know, I live in Milton, so I am in smack dab between Meeks Mountain Trails and Barberville Park Trails. So for me, in, in 10, 12 minutes, I, I've got 60 miles of just incredible single track right out my door that I can go train on. And to take it a step further, the quality of the community here and the quality of the runner in that community is unbelievable. I mean, we have guys like Dan, Alex, and Caleb who are elite runners. You've got other, no matter what, you're in a group of runners who are training for world-renowned races, whether that's UTMB, Leadville, Grindstone, Black Canyon, Western States. It doesn't matter. Those are the guys you're training with. And at any time, we've got a group text of, of eight guys. I mean, I can show up and run with some of the best runners in the country. So uh, it's, it's pretty special and I'm just very thankful to be a part of it. Yeah, you know, it is. And it's, uh, I, I think it's, I mean, love, love to hear it and love to tell the story because it's just a, I think people, you know, West Virginia, you know, for a lot of reasons, we've got a lot of great races, including Highland Sky and West Virginia Trilogy and Rim to River and what they're doing and New River Gorge now too. And we have the, we have some talent here too. So well, hopefully people take notice, but if not, we're going to enjoy the heck out of it. You know, more than anything else, we'll, we'll just keep, we'll just keep doing it and loving it, you know? So here it is, man. Yeah, it's, all, it's all done. Let me get that last loop, Logan. How you feeling here, dude? I was feeling pretty rough at that point. Uh, you know, it, it was maybe, I don't know how hot it got that day, maybe 75, pushing closer to 80 at that point. And uh, like I said, I didn't fuel well. Uh, so I was feeling a little rough, but, you know, super excited to, to finish up and, uh, you know, change into some dry clothes and get to watch Dan and Alex uh, bring home the bring home the 100K solos. So, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's always good. No matter what, it's fun to run. Love to be done. You know, I ran the the twenty miler. Your twenty miler run wild this past weekend, and you know it's twenty miles. But man, you know, like first ten, I took pretty easy. The last, I'm gonna call it eleven. I'm gonna call it eleven. You know, so <laughs> it's a little bit longer. Push those last, and man, you're hurting. You're hurting when it's done. 
And I, so I was glad to be done too. But what a, what a, I, I, it's been 13 years since I'd run in Barbersville and I've forgotten how good those trails are. And don't let these, these urban park trails fool you. They are the, they are the real deal. They're tough. And there was enough climbing, enough rocks and roots and technicality that there, if you run that hard, man, you're going to hurt. So it was, it was a great event just to piggyback on that. And there's, uh, there's Logan coming in that in. I think you have videos going to be slack. So this is one that, again, another one from, from our uh, friend, Emily Cameron and you guys, you know, it's, it's, I don't know if the thousand bucks is enough for people to sign up. Certainly it's nice. I mean, you know, $333 and 33 cents a piece. You get to do something nice with that for yourselves or for your families. We do have a thousand bucks that goes to the relay teams. And there you are along with your golly river pottery, just handmade. Nobody else on the planet has one just like that for you. Just, uh, for you so there you are I'm on the a, podium i'm a big coffee guy so i won't lie that mug was probably one of the highlights of the whole the, the whole the whole race for me i, I still use nice. it pretty consistently and will for the foreseeable future man it, it always tastes sweet out of an award-winning mug doesn't it logan <laughs> that's right <laughs> that's a just a fantastic picture you all and there you are that's representing roman ron yeah so if you haven't, make sure you guys go grab these two. Those are free for download. So I love these two. This is Alex coming in. Rambo, you there congratulating your friend. Alex Alex had a tough day. Alex is our defending champion from the inaugural Hurricane 100K. Came in second, um, about 25 minutes behind his friend Dan Green. And just a nice embrace there, too. Same thing there. Uh, you know, what I was yeah. talking about is we, we truly love these guys and we want to be there to support them. And whether it's a tough day or, a, you know, a winning day, it, it really doesn't matter to us. It's just helping give them that chance to go out and let it rip. Yeah, we got Caleb, same thing, man. We got a nice here. Of course, you you uh, you recruited and coached Alex, too, so. It's got to be pretty sweet for you to see him do as well as he's been doing. Well, yeah, definitely. And, you know, all these guys, you know, Ryan, Logan, Alex, Dan, they're brothers. You know, we're all a big family from the Huntington, Hurricane you know, area. And uh, it's just, it's really awesome to see everyone try different races, you know, going out and doing, you know, going after it, you know, where, you know, Alex may not have won, but he definitely gave it his all. He went for the win. And, you know, him and Dan just battled it out. And it's just, it's really fun to watch both of those guys, you know, crush each other and, you know, end up, you know, <laughs> running really well. Uh, but same for like Logan too. Like Logan is just getting, getting involved into the sport. He started running with us back in summer and it, it's been so much fun to see the progression. It's a very big progression in such a short <laughs> amount of time. You know, he signed up for, he actually ran the, uh, the 10 miler uh, that Roman run put on back in June did this one. So this was his first 20 miler. And then he did okay. the Barbersville okay. 20. So he's, you know, following, he's following our footsteps. I mean, we, my first trail run was the, uh, the Barbersville 10 miler and rich river. And I think Logan's got a possible 50 K on the schedule. <laughs> yeah. That I hope he talks about here in a bit. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's just really cool to see other people, you know, in our community, uh, you know, just sign up for races and, you know, put their metal to the test and see what they can do. 
because um, we train together all the time and it's just fun to see that training mean something in, in a race you know you don't even have to race for the training to mean anything i don't mean that at all but you know we love racing racing is fun it's what it's why we do what we do so i don't know and for me trail running trail racing gives you like an opportunity to see the best of what god's given us on this earth you know, get to see the nature you know the the trails all across the world i mean gorge waterfalls was absolutely amazing and then you know grindstone absolutely amazing highland sky absolutely amazing meeks mountain they're, they're all just so beautiful in their own way so it's my little spill yes that's awesome you know actually i, I think i think logan i think he does kind of have I think he has the bug. We talked about it a little bit on <laughs> on Saturday too. So, so Logan, what do you? I mean, what what are you thinking about coming up and um, races that you may have targeted? And what's uh, what's kind of like your trail running future look like? Do you think? Yeah, like you know, I'm kind of just getting my toes wet, um, and so I'm excited to see where it goes. Um, I would like to do a 50k next. I think um, that progression may make sense for me. You know. Um, just given, you know, coming off the summer training I've done and then hopefully I can, uh, you know, train well over the winter and I'm maybe tentatively thinking about doing, jumping into like a cabin fever 50 K, um, or something next, next, uh, February. So we'll see where that goes. I've not committed to that yet, but, uh, very possible. So I'm going to, I'm going to sign you up now. <laughs> <laughs> no excuses Dude, you, you've you've definitely got the engine for this thing and you just have to you know you have to figure out how to how to balance it i always say look you know especially 25 with a career and a young family you know and and, and it sounds simple but you've got to figure out how to fit you know running into your life not your life into your running and there is a there's a huge huge difference in that so finding some flexibility where you're not sacrificing the things that are most important but you still you have to sacrifice something. And for me, it's, it tends to be TV and movies. So don't ask me if I've seen anything. I typically don't, but I don't <laughs> ever want it to be the people that are closest to me. And that's, and that's the toughest thing to try and figure out and all of it, but it can be done. It can be done. And there's seasons and all that too, but I just, I just went a little deep on that, but you know, it's, <laughs> we just had this conversation when Ryan said, you know, there's, I mean, there's, this is a sport though. Dude, there's no shortcuts. There's no cheating there you either put in you either put in the time and you put in the time over time and there's no place for pride in it either so it's like i was talking to my friend Cody the other day on the run sky people ask a lot of times or it will say you know i've done dude just a handful of smaller races and they want to jump so quick to a hundred mile or to a 50 or something before they really you know taken those steps up and it's like it's like building bricks in a wall you know, if you want to have a wall that you can't knock down and you've got to build that wall brick by brick and that those bricks are not just races, but it is consistent daily training, not for not for weeks and for months, but really for years. And so starting out with something that's attainable like that, a 50K and just knowing that that's going to be kind of where you are for a little bit to do this. Like Rambo said, man, what, what I want to be in 20 years is what I am now, which is consistent. The only way you do it is by, you know, being patient with it too. So that just happens. That just happens over time. You'll get there though. Tons of talent that you have available to you. Appreciate that. So I want to talk just to shift gears just a little bit about grindstones. So 
Um, and Ron, I want to hit you first on this, man. You and I, you, you had, you went into this thing, um, and it was it was a tough day for you. A hundred miles, you did the hundred miler at the UTMB grindstone. But I love the conversation we had about what your son said to you when you left for the race that day. So tell us about tell us about the race. Tell us about the advice that your son gave you and how all that factored into it. Yeah, sure. So I'll start at the beginning on this and try and make it quick. But really, you know, uh, you and me have become friends in part thanks to Leadville, the Leadville 100, and just our connection there and the love you gave me on top of Hope Pass, um, not this past year, but the year before, and just, you know, trying to help me through that moment. And um, so, again, I came off of a, a Leadville DNF and got home and just really frustrated with uh, all the time and commitment I'd put in. Um, you know, I have a young family as well. I've got three kids and my wife is a rock star and she sacrificed a ton for me to, to train and, and prepare for that. And I felt super fit and it just didn't work out this year. So when I got back, I knew immediately I wanted to kind of put all that work and sacrifice to good use. Um, really I text Caleb, almost as soon as I got back and he was just kind of checking on me, I was like, man, what's next? And what are you going to do? And you're going to take time off. You're going to go into another race. What's the deal. And he didn't know this at the time, but I had already made my decision that I was going to go into grindstone and he had mentioned grindstone as well. So it's kind of like first sign, maybe this is the right thing to do. So got registered for grindstone um, Rainier race in between Leadville and Grindstone is kind of a final tune up just to make sure I still had some legs. And I did. And this year, I, you know, for, for Grindstone, I wanted it to be very nonchalant and very quiet. You know, I didn't really tell anybody I was doing it besides Caleb and Isaac Waite and maybe a couple others just as a kind of picking their brain. And I had to tell Caleb cause he was going to be there and all that, but you know, I didn't want any hype. I didn't want any expectation, no stress. So I went in, I, I drove up the day up. I stayed, I slept in my own bed Thursday night, drove up Friday. And as I was leaving, you know, my son, he's six, he's playing baseball right now. And he, he gets on in these moods where he wants to quit. You know, he doesn't want to play. He wants to go home and do whatever. And I had these pep talks with him almost every game. And it's like, Look, buddy, we don't quit. We signed up. You're going to play. Your team needs you. We don't quit. So as I'm leaving Friday morning, he's going to go to school. We didn't even talk about it, but he looks he looks at me and he goes, Dad, just remember, you know, we don't quit. And it was just one of those moments where, you know, it was like he gets it. You know, he this lifestyle has made an impact on him he's seeing me go out there and do things or attempt things that are very hard and I have nothing to prove, you know, but I do have an, an example to set. And that moment with him <laughs> was really the, the, the strength I needed to get through what turned out to be 30 hours of absolute <laughs> misery at the grindstone 100 uh, from the jump you know, about 2 a.m. it started raining and it just, it, it 
continued to rain nonstop for the, the remainder of the race. You know, the winds were peaking at 40, you know, plus miles an hour. The real feel was in the 20s. It was just a very hard, gritty race. Uh, grindstone in itself is, is, is very tough. You're either going up or you're going down the entire time. You, you climb about, you know, a little over 21,000 feet in what is now 105-plus-mile race. And it's not easy. No step of it's really easy. you got to work for, for every piece of it. And, um, you know, thankfully, I had that, that quick, quick moment with my son. And uh, honestly, Matt, that is what, what really propelled me through, um, through, the, through, through the rest of the day. You know, I didn't know anybody was watching or tracking. So I didn't really tell anybody. So I had no external factors that were kind of influencing my decisions. It was just a very internal, personal experience. And I think that's really, really what I needed coming off of, of Leadville and just proving to myself that I do still have it. I can dig deep. You know, it's not always about speed. Sometimes it's about in, in these ultra distances, it's just about getting it done, no matter what the circumstances are. Nobody cares about your time. They really don't. It's it's more, what was the story? What was the journey like? You know, what did it take? That's what people are interested in, and that's that's what I love about it. You know, I'm not as fast as Caleb. I never will be. I would love to be, but it, it's not going to happen. I'm not as fast as Logan. The kid's a stud. You know, I wish I was in his shoes at the age of 25. I couldn't tell you what I was doing at 25, but it wasn't that. Uh, and to have the community that he's going to have surrounding him to help propel him into whatever he decides to do, if he wants to take this thing serious, then, you know, we're there to support him and, and push him. But for me, Grindstone was, was a very special moment, a uh, very special race. And, um, it did a lot of things. It got me a Western States qualifier, got me a UTMB qualifier and a hard rock qualifier. So if the gods are with me next year, it could be super busy. I love the story, grinding it out. It is getting it done. And then also your son, you know, from the mouth of babes, remember dad, and all he's doing is telling you what you told him, which yep. is we don't quit. You know, and that's and Caleb knows a little bit about. I mean, I, look, I've I've quit one race, and um, and disappointed my daughter. I will never quit again. You, I'm a DNF. You may have to pull me off the course, but I'm not going to voluntarily leave. And I'll I'll endure just about anything. Never say never. However, I learned it the hard way, and I won't do it again. Modeling that for your kids, man, is one thing I think, and that's one of the things I love about to go back to it that, you know, just kind of with, with the hundred K I love having the families there. I love those kids watching the runners do the hard things, both relay doing it together, teamwork, having fun. And then people going out and running 62 miles. Some of them smoking at nine hours, some of them taking 20 hours and it's hard for everybody. Love seeing it. in this day and age, kids need to see that, man. They need to see that not everything comes easy. And sometimes in this culture of comfort, everything we do is to increase our comfort and convenience that we are subjecting ourselves 
to hard things and we're doing that purposefully. So kudos to you for sticking it out and getting it done. I didn't know until that day and Charlie Bowen, I was checking in on Caleb and Charlie said, I don't know if you know, cause he didn't tell anybody, but Ryan's out here too. And so he was keeping me up. And then David Smith was, and he, David Smith actually sent me a picture, a mutual friend when he was with you on the course. I was like, Oh, poor Rambo, dude. I was tracking and watching and feeling it for you. Knowing how miserably hard that was. And so proud of you for sticking it out. So good for you and your son. We'll appreciate it too. You need to tell him that story when he gets older. Yeah. He won't appreciate yeah. it now, but when he, gets he won't older. appreciate it now, but, but one day it'll mean something. Absolutely. Yeah. Caleb, let's talk about your day, man. I want to hear about your, you know, the, the, your expectation going into it, how it felt, man, you ran a sub nine on the grindstone 100 K course. Ran it fast, got that Western States golden ticket. Tell us about the day for you. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess the story kind of starts the day before, you know, we get up there on Friday, you're checking and everything. And, uh, you know, got to see Rambo start. And I will say, you know, you, you can say what you want about UTMB, but at least the one thing they can nail is the start because that 100 mile start was so incredible. I mean, I was like, I had my the hair on my arms just like was perked up. Like I wanted to be out there running that moment, and you know, I was really excited for Rambo. Um, yeah, I was. I mean, I was nervous and excited because I knew you know what he failed to mention. He said it rained a lot. No, there was a tropical storm that came through, and it dumped rain, and the winds were awful. So we were actually in an Airbnb in a over a hundred year old house and the winds felt like they were ripping the house apart. And all I could think about as I was trying to sleep was, Oh Lord, Rambo's out there on top of a mountain <laughs> somewhere, just getting ripped apart. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so, you know, finally I fall asleep and everything, but like, I was definitely concerned about Rambo the whole time. So, you know, the expectations going in, it, I didn't look at any entry lists or anything like that because I was obviously the goal was to get the top two spots, but like I went into Bandera thinking that I had a realistic shot and it ended up not being my day. And you know, it was hard to kind of overcome that. So this time I didn't want to have any expectations for myself. I just wanted to go in, run my race, just have fun. You know, if the, if the cards were laid right, end up doing something great but if not i was really just excited to have the opportunity to run against a lot of really good guys um because that's something i think we all need we just need to run against better people consistently learn how to adapt to those types of races you know where you are in the pack or you're running against a lot of different people you know different people have different strengths and you just gotta have to rely on what you do well and then just try to do the best you can on other other stuff um you know, going into the race, I think one of the benefits I had was I had run a lot of the course beforehand. You know, Grindstone's only four and a half hours away from Huntington. So I was able to take a, two or three trips down just to scope out the course, you know, run some miles on it. Me and a buddy who actually ran the race as well. You know, we went down and did, you know, I would say about 70% of the course beforehand. So I, I knew the course pretty well and I knew how I like how well I could run on it just in terms of runability. So that was a big confidence booster going in. 
But, you know, as for the race itself, I had no clue what to expect. So we get out there early on. I'm kind of the mix between the first pack and the second pack. I actually get past, you know, they leave me once we get on top of the ridge. So I'm kind of in the middle between the first and second pack. And then a guy comes up behind me and introduces himself as Caleb. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like, my name's Caleb. He's like, oh, shoot, that's awesome. And he's like, I think there's another Caleb up there. His name's Caleb Bowen. I was like, no, that's me. And I was like, you're probably thinking of Caleb Olson because he's up there. And I actually ended up being Caleb Olson, who I was talking to. So the Caleb's <laughs> actually ran with each other for a lot of the race. And uh, it's kind of cool that we ended up duking it out, you know, th- throughout and end up being one too. But yeah, I don't know where we thought the other person was. I was named Caleb, but maybe we were just mis- misguided. Um, but, you know, Throughout the day, I just kept a really calm, I guess, uh, perspective on things. You know, I didn't really get too high whenever I felt good, but I definitely definitely didn't feel too low either. Um, going into the, I guess, first aid station with a uh, crew, mile like 25, 26 or something there, I ended up taking, I, I was in second place. I didn't know it, but I was in second place. Cause I didn't ask my crew what place I was in or anything like that. I just knew that I could see one guy ahead of me. So we get onto the wild Oak trail, which is the famous trail. And I end up catching that, that guy in front of me, his name is drew. And it was probably around the mile 27, 28 mark, somewhere in there before 50 K. And I didn't know I was in the lead at that point. I just thought I was you know chasing down somebody that I couldn't see. And, you know, I didn't really think of it, like golden tickets or anything like that. I was just trying to run my, my race. And part of that was fueling really well. Part of that was keeping cool. So like Rambo got a lot of the worst of the weather. You know, it didn't rain the whole time for us. It kind of was spotty. Um, so I kept like just trying to cool myself off by dumping water. Every aid station I come into, I dump water on myself. Whatever water I had left in the uh, water bottle, I'll just dump on myself. And then, you know, just kind of try to cool off, eat as much as I could, and just run. Uh, end up finally figuring out I was in the lead at the Mossy, was it Mossy Oak Aid Station or something like that? You know, it, it's funny because Magic like, Moss. Magic Moss. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, the aid station director was like, hey, you're the first person we've seen. I'm like, well, that's not good because I'm pretty sure there's at least one guy ahead of me. He's like, no, you're in the lead, bud. I was like, oh, and then it kind of hit me at that moment. Like, oh man, you're leading a golden ticket race. So I try to sprint on that road section. And the whole time I was just thinking like, no matter what happens, like if I get passed or whatever, I led a golden ticket race and that's really cool. Like I can, I can blow up, you know, end up getting like, you know, last place, but at some point and not in the beginning, but in the middle of the race, I led it like that's, that's pretty cool. So finally get to the next aid station with the crew and it's pretty hype at this aid station, um, Camp Todd. You know, it's a very skinny aid station. Really, I don't know why they let crew there because it's not an ideal place, but it's before the last big climb of the 100K where you have a three mile just straight up, no, no switchback. You're just going straight up the ridge line, and it's probably, it's the crux of the race. So I took the longest aid station stop there. It was two minutes long and just try to like tell myself, cause I was feeling really tired at this point. 
but like, you know, I can do this. I just need to be able to run up most of this hill and then just try to race as much as possible afterwards. So I do that. And as I'm like going up the hill, I hear the cheers for a second place. So then I knew the pressure was on and get to the top feeling rough, but you know, we're finally at the top. And then I start running hard down. And it's probably the best downhill running I've ever done in my life. Cause I knew that second place was not far. Finally get to the bottom. That's where the next aid station is. And, you know, I'm feeling good. I had just crushed that downhill, like best I've ever done. Get to my aid or to my crew. You know, David Smith's there. Lindsay's there. My parents are there. They're giving everything I need. And I don't even hear second place come in, but he snuck in and then leaves as I'm turning to like, my dad kind of gives me a nod and he's like leaving the aid station. I'm like, well, shoot, there we go. So I take what I need, get out there. And he's probably, probably about 30 to 45 seconds ahead at this point. And he kept, keeps looking back and I'm trying to like push to try to catch him. And I just knew that in my legs, there wasn't much there anymore. I had about 12, 13 miles to go. And that was, I was pushing hard, but, uh, you know, just try to run as hard as I could I went through the only low I had of the day was going up the last hill. Like it's only 500 feet, but it feels exactly like the Meeks mountain trails. So that means it's hard, you know, switchbacks, mountain biking trails, finally get to the top of that, hit the hundred K mark at the next aid station, which is very upsetting. Cause you still have four and a half miles to go. Um, you're like, <laughs> you're thinking I should be done, but you know, you're not. So once I got on the road, though, I felt pretty confident I was going to get it. And it's it kind of surreal, you know, running on the road. It felt pretty, felt as good as you could. And people were driving, just yelling, golden ticket. Like they'd roll their window down, just yell at me. And they don't, I don't know who they were, but they were just, you know, hyping me up. And then finally get to the to the state park. The, the park's really cool because it's a middle of like cornfields. And all of a sudden you just see a bunch of trees and all of a sudden there's a big natural chimney rock and it just doesn't make sense why that's there. But, uh, you know, it was really cool coming through the Hoka, uh, you know, blow up arches and, uh, had Travis long car who's, uh, with free trail, you know, following me with the GoPro and everything. And it just felt really, really cool to be able to cross that finish line knowing that it did something kind of cool. Something kind of cool. That's a, that's the <laughs> understatement of the century now, isn't it? Something kind of cool. Of winning a golden ticket, second place at Grindstone 100K, and winning a golden ticket to Western State. So it is not just kind of cool; it's very cool. Congratulations, <laughs> man! It, this this whole community is loving it and and supporting you in it too, and just super proud of you. Thank so you. it was fun watching that as well. And your dad was was uh, when I would you know ask, and he he keep me up to speed on it. Told me about that last aid station how you came in first but but second place came in and left just just ahead of you so he's the race is on yeah and i will say he, he's probably a little disappointed in me because at you know, the whole day i never asked about anybody didn't care you know it's fine but after he passed me as i was leaving i asked about third place i was like where where's third and he's like, don't get content. Don't, you know, don't think about it. I'm like, just tell me, like, I don't care. Like, I, I'll be fine. He's like, well, there's 17 minutes back. I'm like, okay, that's all I need to know. <laughs> <laughs> 
he was just saving you. There's no way your dad would be disappointed in you. So I can, I can tell you that, but there's no, there's absolutely no way he's nothing, nothing but proud of you. Even without, even if it not been a second place golden ticket. Oh yeah. So you see that every time you talk to him. Yeah. Good stuff, man. Thanks for sharing both of those stories. You know, you got one of, you know, kind of punching that golden ticket and then Rambo just dude toughing it out, getting it done taking the lessons that you pass to your son and he passes right back to you that we have got to learn over and over again in this life. And so Logan, I'll say, man, is, you know, the good thing about where you are and if you want to continue and, and, and build up and do some of these long races is you have, you have some potential mentors and community around you that, you know, pick the brain, listen, you know, just ask the questions, go for runs. That's what's so cool about it. And people, well, ask, you know, I've got to, they've asked some about coaching. I said, now let's just, let's just go for a run. Let's just talk and let's just spend time. And as you're out doing these things, you know, everything that you, you kind of want to know and learn will eventually come out in the rest. You learn on your own, man. There's nothing like being that experience of one and having those things that you've just got to go out and experience for yourself. The best way to learn it. But, but you've got, you've got a great community, not just in these guys, but Caleb and Ryan, but all those friends that you know, and you've got one of the local legends down there, Robert Smith, that you can always pull on too. So, <laughs> use for them. sure. Yes, definitely. I I have been so far and plan to continue. Uh, I'm, you know, I tell everybody that's kind of outside the running world. Every time I get a chance to brag on these guys, I do, and it's like people have no idea the running community that the talent and the elite talent that is in this, you know, tri-state area. It's incredible, you know, to get to go out on any given week and, and run with, like Ryan was saying, some of the some of the best runners, you know, in the in the nation that can compete with anyone. So I'm super excited about it, just to see where it goes. Yeah, you know, I mean, I've just met met so many good people and so many good friends. So elite runners, but man, we've got we've got elite people and elite community here and. If you don't believe it come and check it out you know come and check out some of our local races here and spend time and see what it's about so team roman ron man this has been this has been a ton of fun this is our longest interview yet man we're going like an hour and 40 minutes so you know, it's like if if you like this stuff you're going to geek out on this one too because there's just a lot of good stuff to talk about from each of you and between the 100k and grindstone and experiences and and uh, encouraging young Logan Kirby up and all this stuff, man. I'm just excited to see what your running career looks like, but can't wait to see you all back at the Hurricane 100K. Anything that uh, parting shots, anything for the good of the order that you'd like to send us out with? Just I would just like to say, man, thanks for putting on such a fantastic race and helping continue build this community and all that you and the Meeks Mountain Trail Alliance do to provide us the opportunity to go out and train and enjoy some miles out in the woods. And I don't know, man, just the environment that you're creating is, is contagious. And I love, love being a small piece of it. Yeah. And just to piggyback, well, you, Brian said, you know, thank you for, you know, doing all that hard work, not only directing the, the race itself, but like, you know, all the hours that you put into making those trails and growing our community. It's just, it's just awesome. And we have a really awesome community. You know, there's, there's a place for everybody here, you know, and 
I want everybody to get to experience the best of West Virginia. So get out there, sign up for some races, you know, sign up for something that's going to scare you. Cause to be honest, it's going to be the hardest thing you ever do, but once you do it, it's, it's the most meaningful you'll do. And then you'll sign up for another one, probably 24 hours later, and then you'll just keep doing it. <laughs> so it's fun. It's an awesome community. And it's just a great sport. So yeah, I mean, I, I would appreciate say, that. You know, you, go ahead, Logan. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, you know, for as much fun as I had during the day, I think that, uh, that my toddlers, well, I guess I've got a four-year-old now. Um, and my, my kids had more fun, I think, than, than I did. You know, uh, my daughter got to go on the nature walk and then they both had a ball at the, the obstacle course that y'all had set up there. And then, of course, you know, like you mentioned, all the food uh, that they, they had access to all day. So, yeah, I just appreciate that it's it's family friendly for us uh, with little ones. Yeah, you know, our, our presenting sponsor is the uh, Dumont Trout County YMCA, and they did so many of those. We had Sunrise Yoga, Sunset Yoga. They had Zumba. They did the obstacle course, and they had spray guns for the kids to spray the runners as they came <laughs> through. And Nature Hike with the Zoology Zone Science Center and you know, when you talk about this, I mean, this is, uh, you know, the team of the Meeks Mountain Trail Alliance and our events team. I mean, you got to understand there's there has been 475 unique individuals that have contributed to that trail system. 21,000 hours that have gone into it, an 11 member board and an eight person MMTA events team. And we had 60 plus volunteers out there that day. And when you talk about and they were all so glad to do it. Some of them were there at 430 and didn't leave. So the last person left at one and, and then had shifts in and out. And, and it just sounds, it sounds cliche, but that's the type of community. And it's, it's what it takes to do something like this. Because when we started out with the hurricane hundred K, the goal was we've got this great new trail system to showcase our trails, showcase our town. And when our runners show up, we want them to feel welcomed, appreciated and loved. And that is what, you know, West Virginia and hurricane is all about. So um, thanks for telling your stories. I think that you, you know, that you help kind of help prove the point. I hope, I hope a lot of people listen to it. I know your friends and family will. So if nothing else, we've got a few listeners out there. I always say we've got millions of fans and followers out there, but I'm just, that's the someday that I'm hoping towards, right? Listening <laughs> to all this stuff. So, so we'll say thank you. I'm looking forward to September 7, 2024 for the one, the Hurricane 100K Trail Run and Relay Team Roman Run. Whether you come back as a team or you come back as individuals, you all hopefully will come back and you will have free entries when you do that. So signing off here on behalf of our events team of Ashley, Brandon, Hager, Stewart, Robert, Vanessa, and Tara. My name's Matt Young, and we'll see you out there.